Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Thanks for being with us on this rainy Tuesday afternoon. A lot to get to today. Game five is tonight, and I think the series ends. We'll get to that as the show goes on. Patrick Sharp, bless you, has a new job in hockey. We'll tell you all about that. Before we get to the show, make sure you smash that like button on YouTube. Make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube page as well. Podcast listeners, we love you. We adore you. Make sure whatever podcast app you consume the show on, you are following or subscribed there. And if you could take 30 seconds to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, It will be greatly appreciated, and we should give you a reminder as well that our Father's Day sale is going on at the CHGO Locker. It is buy one, get one, 50% off on t-shirts. Take advantage of that deal. It expires on the 18th, but go to chgolocker.com. Again, for buy one, get one half off. That runs through June 18th, chgolocker.com. And, of course, as always, diehards save 20% on everything at the CHGO Locker, so go take advantage of that sale. As we always say, fellas, on CHGO Blackhawks, give it 24 hours and mm-hmm. the news will find us. And the news has found us today. Uh, the very handsome uh, Charlie Romeliotis is the first person I saw tweet about <laughs> the very handsome Patrick Sharp uh, being named special advisor to hockey operations for the Philadelphia Flyers. So he joins Keith Jones and Daniel Briere, uh, father of Pudwack, uh, in Philly, closer to his home in Connecticut. So congrats to Patrick Sharp. It's kind of our loss that we don't get to see him and hear him on the broadcast anymore, but uh, yeah. good for Sharpie. Cool new step in his career. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think, you know, would he would it have been great to have him uh, stick around and, and be part of the, the Blackhawks TV broadcast in some capacity? Absolutely. But I think the, I, the opportunity to be closer – to home and you know be probably be in a role that I think he's a little bit more comfortable in he did the broadcasting he was good at it I don't know if he was ever the most comfortable in doing it like you can be good at something that you're still like uh, you know not really uh feeling like you know the best at um you know in your in your personal belief but you know I think he was good at that but it always kind of seemed to me that he was a guy that was uh, you know, destined to kind of be in a front office role um, if he if he wanted that kind of position. And it, it seemed like he that might have been something he wanted to do. Uh, he started his career in Philadelphia. Um, as far as I understand, he's going to be uh, kind of in charge of more of the prospect development or overseeing that kind of uh, operation with Philly, who they are going to be going through a rebuild. So that's going to be important. He's a guy that came up you know, through through Philly's uh, system way back when in the early 2000s, won the Calder Cup during the NHL lockout year with the uh, uh, Philly Phantoms. I believe they were the Philadelphia Phantoms. They're now the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Um, So, I mean, he's got he's got ties to the area. He's got ties to Danny Breer, uh, you know, played against him for a number of years. He worked with Keith Jones at the, you know, NBC Sports uh, Broadcasting uh, when they had the hockey coverage. So he's got ties to the, to the people leading the organization there. So not surprised that, you know, something like this came up for, for, for Patrick Sharp and, and, and good for him. I, I, I wish him luck. Yeah, it's, I think it's been fairly obvious that uh, broadcasting, whether it be in the booth, in a studio, is not something Patrick Sharp wants to do full time. Um, you know, just because you're good at something doesn't mean you have the passion Right. To do it. And, you know, some some guys crave 
you know, being around a team and, and being on the road, they don't want to ever give that up. So they become broadcasters or coaches. Some guys are just fine staying at home with the family. Yeah. And, and yeah. Sharpie seems to be that guy. Uh, so he's going to get a, f- a gig with the Flyers not far from where he lives. I think, obviously, front office is more uh, more what he wants to do, wants to be more behind the scenes and, and getting his hands dirty with the players themselves. So, yeah. you know, if that's what he wants to do, you know, nothing but the best of luck to, to Patrick Sharp. You know, did a really good job in the limited role he was at in. Uh, great guy. He'll be missed around here. But, you know, I got a feeling it's not the last we ever see of, of Sharp with the Blackhawks as his career goes forward. We'll see how that works out for him. But, you know, I would imagine if, if you know, he ever wanted a front office role here as, his, as he progresses down this road, <coughs> as his kids get older and yeah. maybe gets a little more, you know, freedom to move around, maybe he'll come back. But otherwise, you know, the Flyers got themselves a great hockey guy, a great player, uh, obviously. As we listen to him uh, doing broadcast, very smart hockey mind, knows the game very well, played it at a high level for a long time. So he's got a lot of expertise to give those Flyers prospects that are going to be coming up. Um, and uh, it's a good hire for the Flyers, and we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, obviously, I think there must have been a, a, a relationship with him and Keith Jones, you know, through their yeah. broadcasting days. You know, it's it's we see it all the time in hockey. It's yeah, Brian Campbell. A guy gets an executive job and then he brings in all his buddies. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it happens on every team. You know, how many how many ex Blackhawks got jobs with the San Jose Sharks when Doug Wilson took over? Dirk Graham <laughs> still scouts. Yeah, yeah. For the Sharks, like yep. you know, it, it happens everywhere. Brian Campbell with the Hawks, Colin Frazier with the Hawks. You know, you bring in your you bring in the people you know and you trust, um, and uh, you know. Darren Pang is coming in. We talked about that last week. He's going to do a great job. He's going to bring some, uh, you know, consistency to that broadcast, which is what they need. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people were hoping that Sharp was going to be the guy that when Pang is on doing TNT duties, will fill in, but just wasn't in the cards. And Yeah, they're going to have to find someone for that role. I think they'll do... They'll do Troy on TV like they did last year, and then put you know Kaylee Chelios in the radio booth, which is great because she does such a good job. She does do a good job. Radio, yeah. Give her more, yeah. Of that, uh, but we'll see. But as I said last week, with Connor Bedard coming and the Blackhawks starting to be relevant again, you know, thirteen of the sixteen games Panger leaves from are going to be Hawks games eventually. Yeah. So we're not going to lose them that often, right? Yeah. Uh, just a couple of things to clarify, too. This happened uh, after the Darren Pang hire. So the Pang hire was not in response to Sharp leaving. And also, from what I understand, and I believe this, too, Sharp did not leave because of Darren Pang. This is a different opportunity to be in a front office, to be closer to home, which is, like we've been saying, why he was never the Hawks' full-time color analyst anyway. Yeah. He didn't want that sort of commitment. So um, there's no shenanigans in here. He's not mad about anything. Uh, nothing like that. Uh, I saw Windy City Hockey said, why didn't the Hawks just hire him? The reason is because he doesn't want to live here full time. Yeah. Right. right? He wants he to be close to, to home. Full-time, he would have been the full time play by play guy. And I also year. think at some point your points are correct about, you know, Colin Frazier and, and Brian Campbell and maybe down the road Sharpie. Just because you wore the sweater does not 
obligate the team to hire you to do something. Right. Like, I think that's everybody. Well, just give him a job with the Hawks. Like, well, our front office is now 700 people deep. Right, yeah. Um, Jim Cummins is our director of player personnel, <laughs> is, assistant is, vice principal. When does Everett Sanapas become a... Uh, <laughs> right. A special assistant to the traveling secretary. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> at some point, like, they're not obligated to just give jobs to everybody who ever no, played. No, I mean, you look so. around the league. Guys are GMs. You know, Pat Verbeek is the general manager of the Anaheim Ducks. He never played for them. Played right. for a lot of other teams. You know, yeah, it's, it's kind of like the whole the whole thing with players are going to eventually want to go play for their hometown team. Right. But in this day and age, team guys play for so many teams in their career, you know, do they do it so they guarantee themselves six or seven jobs when they retire? Yeah, there you I go. Know, but I'm going to be a journeyman. That way I'm sure I got a job. Yeah, I got a job no matter where I, where I land. But, you know, hockey is a very small, tight-knit community, and it's very hard to not get yourself some sort of hockey job yes. if you want it. That's Peter LaViolette. Yeah. We'll talk about him in a minute. <laughs> uh, it's very hard to get yourself kicked out. Of the club once you're in the club. You Did pretty you much have to say, I don't want to be in hockey anymore. <laughs> Did you see the tweet the Hawks sent uh, to the Flyers after uh, they made the announcement? Uh, Greg, yes. I put in your, uh, I, I, Greg Briggs, I put in your uh, DMs <laughs> on Slack. It is a picture of uh, Patrick Sharp holding the Stanley Cup on the ice in, in Philly, Philly saying, yeah. best of luck, Sharpie. Enjoy making more memories in Philly. Nice. Yep. <laughs> I love a little pettiness amongst the teams. And by the way, you mentioned his name earlier. Congratulations to our guy, Charlie, for now being the most handsome guy covering the Blackhawks. Yeah. He, he now takes that role outside of the, the three, three of us. us. Right. Yes. Yeah. Outside of, of non-CHGO right. member covering. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. definitely the most handsome. Uh, I mean, I don't. It's not a high bar to clear. No. But yeah. Now Charlie's like with Sharpie out of the way. It's all mine. He's finally going to get the recognition. <laughs> do we? Do, I well, whatever. It's the off season. We'll talk about it. It delights me that Charlie has puck bunnies at the Fifth Third Arena. There are girls there to see Charlie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. I get it. Great. He denies it. I'm like, they're here for you. He's like, no, they're not. I'm like, okay. Yeah, they giggle every time he walks yeah, by. Yeah, yeah they're no, here for you. Could, you know, I see it. <laughs> us sitting on the front row at the press box. You see it all the time. Women. Of all ages, standing up and looking in the press box, and they go, "Oh, there's Charlie." Yeah, it they're not looking at us. They don't go, "Oh, there's, there's Greg from CHGO." They're like, "Hey, Greg, get out of the way <laughs> so we can see Charlie." <laughs> Move your giant heads. <laughs> they just got to have like a Charlie, uh, little spotlight in the press box, you know, <laughs> sure. to to highlight where he is. Uh, L Pete twenty says Ben Pope slander is uncalled for. Yeah, you know Ben's. Not, well, maybe this is a nice uh, top shelf Tuesday. We'll rank the handsomest uh, members of the Blackhawks sure. media. That'll be the shortest show we've ever done. Also the lowest rated. <laughs> hey, you never know. Uh, Lebowski 5 suggests uh, James Black as the new player development coordinator. Sure. Uh, good old number 38, him of the very curly mullet. Yes. That's a throwback name for yes, old, old heads like me. Uh, it was Jim Cummings, though, you mentioned. Where he's the one that had like the Civil War handlebar mustache, right? Am I thinking right? Was that Jim Cummings? Did he have that? That yeah, he would occasionally have the, the yeah the, the beard, the lemmy, no yeah. yeah, the reverse yeah. goatee, yeah. yeah. And Bex is, Bex is calling me out. She said, "Are we using the phrase puck bunnies now? Is that bad?" I don't know. I I, I, don't, I, I, I honestly don't know. don't know if that's a if that's an inappropriate term. I apologize, but I uh, I mean it's it's I've always thought of it like groupies. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah. Is it derogatory? I mean, it, it can be if you if you want to be offended by it. But people use that term. Oh. Yeah, I just meant like girls that think Charlie's cute that like sure. hockey. Yeah. 
All right. Groupies. If there's more negative yeah. to it, let me know and I'll I'll not say that. Yeah, I, I honestly and I'm, Bex says I love that. I'm not talking about you, Bex. <laughs> <laughs> She's a, you're a hockey fan. You talking talk, you know, you're a hockey fan. There's there's differences. There are groupies and there are hockey fans. Yes, yes. Not all female fans are puck bunnies. Correct. But there is a segment of the female fandom and probably male fandom that yes want certain things. Of course. You have that with any industry. No, not all female fans are are. Of are course not. Bunnies. Of course not. Of course not. And rock bands have groupies. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're into, the only don't shame it. Outside of Charlie, sports writers do not have groupies. Yeah. Nah. Not that I know of. Sports writers are groupies. Sp- sports for writers Bruce have, Springsteen have and Jason s- Sports writers sure. have uh, different forms of groupies. If you ever. Uh, wade into our replies on certain days or the replies of people like Mark Lazarus, you'll see the groupies out there. Well, those, are, <laughs> those aren't groupies by what I know groupies are. Those are people uh, with the biggest fans, people that need hobbies. Yeah. Um, yes. Anyway, so Patrick Sharp going to Philly. Yes. And yeah, look, I, I, I feel like, you know, the former players, guys that have ties to, you know, people that are in upper management positions when they get these like special advisory roles, like it's only, it feels like only a matter of time before eventually they get some sort of actual director of player operations or assistant GM, or eventually it becomes a pipeline to doing something more in the front office. And I would not be surprised if Sharp, if Sharp, he seems like a guy who would be easy to kind of funnel into that position down the road as he, gets more experience in a front office role, gets more experience in, in some sort of, you know, manage, you know, managing, you know, people and players and things like that, gets the ropes of, of, the, of an NHL front office. I feel like that's, that's his future, whether it's in Philly or elsewhere. Like, and I don't think the Blackhawks, I mean, they already have, what, six assistant GMs under yeah. Kyle Davidson. Like, I, I don't think the Blackhawks, to just say, like, oh, just give him a front office position. Sure, you can make up positions if you want. But I, I, I think he probably wanted, if he was going to get a front office role, something actual, not just a title, but an actual, like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to manage something. I'm going to oversee something, something like that. So, yeah, I mean, it, it'd, be, it'd be cool if it had happened in Chicago. It might down the road. Who knows? But it's, it's fun to see uh, a, a guy that had success here in Chicago, had a lot of success in his NHL career, get the opportunity and See what he's gonna do moving yeah, forward. Yeah, I just, I just, same thing with the broadcasting. As I wonder about his desire to, and like Greg said, like what is his level of desire to be a full time NHL person? Yeah, does he aspire to be Kyle Davidson, or is he happy where he's at now? Like, is this what he wants to do? And say, hey, you know what? Spend time with my family, and I'll help out where I can help out. But I'm just not interested in being this. 24-7 Kyle Davidson, Kyle Dubas type right, guy. Yeah. I don't know. And I, maybe it, it goes, and kind of like you said, as his children get older um, and they get, you know, they move on or whatever, go to college or whatever, then maybe he'll, he'll change his mind. But it's interesting. It's Everyone talks about how he feels about, like, the full-time commitment, but he's never really talked about it. Yeah, I never heard him flat out say like, I "This think, is what I'm looking to do." I think you just kind of connect some dots because when he was with NBC, when he was doing the Blackhawks gig, like when he's popped in from time and time on TNT, it's all been spot work. It's all it all, it's all yeah. been part time stuff. Right. It, it's never been like Patrick Sharp is our full time studio analyst or anything like that. So I think people are connecting dots that maybe it's not something he's interested in since he hasn't done it yet. 
but has the ability to do something in that. Like if he was, if, if they had said Patrick Sharp is now our full-time analyst for the Blackhawks uh, TV group instead of Darren Pang, like I think everyone would have been super excited because he's really good at it. It's, it's not like, you know, it's not like he's in a position where he needs to still learn or, you know, he's uncomfortable or anything like, or, you know, visibly uncomfortable uh, in the role. Like he's, he, he's, he's good at doing the role. I just don't know if he ever wanted to do it full time. And, and maybe this is a, a similar situation where, yeah, maybe he doesn't want to, you know, be 24 seven day to day in and out of the office kind of thing like that. Uh, maybe it is something where he kind of more or less, likes to pop in, pop out, and have some have some responsibility, but not necessarily be the guy. Yeah, Who knows? I would imagine if he's going to be more on player development side, it's going to be a, it's going to be you're there for training camp and your prospect camp stuff, and then you pop in at the AHL team once a month. Their affiliates not far from Philly. Yeah. So you know, and then you just you know you 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 know talk to scouts, whatever it is, and yeah, I would imagine it's not a. Uh, you know, got to be in the office five days a week, right, yeah. 16 hours a day. In every meeting. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah it, it, I'm going to assume that this role is, is kind of like his broadcasting duties where it's not an everyday commitment because it's obvious that that's not what he's looking for. But maybe this turns into something a little more concrete. Maybe he just wants yeah. to be the Chris Kunitz and just make the passes at practice. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. I want that job. I would do that job. <laughs> so the Lehigh Valley Flyers play like near Allentown, right? Yeah. Which is northwest of Philly. So it's not closer to Connecticut, but it's technically probably not farther either. It's closer than Chicago. That's true. So it's <laughs> definitely closer than Chicago. Yeah. That's that's true. That's true. Um yeah I'm happy for him. It's a good thing for him. Yeah. Yep. I wonder, with I wonder if the team now, because Colby's gone and Sharp is gone, I wonder, and we thought maybe Sharp joins the studio group, I wonder now, since he's since he's out and they have Darren Payne coming in and Colby's also gone, I wonder if they still find someone to bring into the studio. Chris Chelios, we know, he's is right available. There. If he's interested, I think that would, that would make a lot of sense. Um, but it'd be interesting to see what the broadcast group does. Uh, for their, you know, st- studio group or, you know, maybe a third person on the on the TV broadcast. Who knows? I yeah. think they do need at least one more hire now. Yeah. With Colby. And maybe without Colby, you could say, okay, we got Sharpie if we need him. But now you're down two. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you, I think that they'll bring somebody in. It, I mean, Chelios is sitting right there. Yeah, that, it I mean, makes the most sense. Yeah. Especially if it's going to be a role where it's just like every now and then, come in and you know not not like a full-time commitment um they'll probably you know they might you know lean on guys like uh you know maybe lean on scott darling more for their studio crew and then have someone come in part-time on on a you know spot basis or anything like that maybe they utilize kaylee chelios a little bit more i would love that i would i would love to see put just put kaylee in in colby's role have Darren and Chris in the booth. Put Kaylee in between them. Yeah. On the and the uh, between sorry the between the benches. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's for as, as little experience as she has because she worked in Tampa. Yeah. She she was, she, she was working in Tampa for a while. But she is like from her first year to now, she's and she was always good. Mm-hmm. But now she's really really good, and I think she's gotten you know you could tell that that crew 
has a good rapport. They all get along. Uh, they hang out together. We see them together all the time up in the press box. Like there's a good camaraderie with them. Yeah. She's a peer of the players age wise, you know, pretty close to it. Uh, and I think she's earned the trust of the team. Yeah. You know, I think her, her uh, Kaylee between the benches would be great. But then again, you then you have to definitely hire another then studio you need, analyst. Yeah. Yeah. You I, can't knock down all these studio yeah. analysts. Yeah. Right. I mean, not, or you just skip them. the between the benches spot for now. Like, is yeah. that does that make or break your? Uh, no, but it it adds. It, it definitely adds. It adds a, a different element. But not every team has that. But I, I would like to see that. But you know, Chelio Chris is is the obvious. I mean, he's a Chicago guy. He's he li- still lives here. Yeah. His daughter and 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 grandkids are here. So it it makes sense if he wants to do the studio part because he doesn't have to travel. Yeah. To do the studio, you're here. Doesn't, have, two doesn't games. have to go to uh, Connecticut. Yeah, so uh, that that makes sense. We'll see if that happens. It seems like it's almost too good for it to actually. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you're like, it's too easy. Kind of like, hey, look at Arlington Park and the Bears. It's too, it's just perfect. Oh and, no, it might not happen now. And then they've managed to McCaskey <laughs> the hell out of that deal. But anywho, um, that's a different show coming up at four o'clock. Bears to Waukegan. Yeah, uh, whatever. I, might as well put them in Wisconsin. Uh, got a $5 super chat from John says, do you guys think a move for Alex Turcotte could be possible because he's from Chicago and he probably needs a change of scenery? Um, it's possible, but not for those reasons. Um, they're not, the, the Kings are not going to go, well, you're from Chicago. Let's send you home kid. Um, but I don't think the Kings are ready to move on from Alex Turcotte just yet. Not for a, a hefty return. Yeah. Um, you don't, you don't just get rid of young centers that you took in the top five of a draft for nothing. Right. I mean, you look what the Hawks got for Kirby Doc. They got a th- the 13th number 13th and overall. 66th overall yeah. picks. They got two pretty good picks for him. So yeah. you, the Hawks have the, 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 uh, the ammo to pull off a deal, if, but yeah, if they wanted to give up 19 and one of their thirds or, or their, or one of their late seconds to the Kings, you could do it. But, don't. but just because you can, I wouldn't give doesn't up mean you should. For Alex Turcott, I wouldn't. Not I, haven't, I haven't seen enough from him yet, and his his uh, his ability to stay on the ice right. scares me. Yeah, it's just like kind of like Kirby Doc. Yeah, he kind his biggest one of his biggest issues was staying healthy, yeah. and until he, gets, he until he does it. Uh, once consistently <laughs> yeah you know because he he had he problems can't. staying healthy in montreal too you know he got off to that great start and then guess what the second half of the season he was hurt so uh yeah it was uh it, yeah sure it could happen i just don't think the kings are ready to move on for him especially you know they got cap issues coming up it was all getting those all all the things they did to basically clear cap space in that that wacky deal with the Flyers and the and the Blue Jackets, uh, they gave up. Yeah, they gave up things, got nothing in return, so they can give Gabakoff a two-year yeah. deal. So, I think they probably want to keep young, cheap talent around if they can. Makes sense. How you keep it? Keep refilling your system. That's for sure. Uh, Michael said, "What about bringing back Steve Conroy?" That whole thing is kind of weird. Like, he just kind of went away, and then he's been doing some college doing stuff. We saw him at Notre Dame stuff, when we were there. Yeah, he does it. He's on the NHL Network yeah. quite network. a bit. Uh, I felt like him and Foley didn't jive. I never no. I, I, I never had a chance to 
meet Steve Conroy. Super um, nice guy. Seems like a super nice guy. Yeah. I just know as a fan, um, he just did nothing for me as a broadcaster. No, like I just very C, like uh, just a C grade. Yeah, as a broadcaster. replacement like, level. Nothing Wasn't wrong with exciting. him, but like did nothing for yeah, me. Yeah, I, I thought. Again, I, I like Steve Conroy as a person. Seems like a great guy. And yeah. he's very smart at hockey. He knows what he's talking about. For sure. But there were different levels. Like the, the Foley-Edzo broadcast, you knew it was going to be a little more on the entertainment side. Where when Conroy was in the booth, Foley got brought down a little bit. Because Conroy didn't have that booming personality. Mm-hmm. It's kind of boring. Just, well, he's boring in the booth. I fully didn't exactly go out of his way to hide the fact that he did not love being with Conroy either. No. <laughs> there were moments where you could clearly hear Pat was either annoyed yeah. that maybe Steve was talking too long or like Pat did not do a, did not care, probably did no. not care they to hide they the fact They didn't have that, a soft serve, serve ice cream shtick between the two no, of them or, or anything like that. No, so, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't hate that, but I, I don't, I don't think... Uh, that's an option. Um, I mean, the Hawks are known for bringing old players back to play, not to broadcast. <laughs> that's the old regime. Yes. The old regime did that, not this one. Well, you had, you also had uh, Jamal Mayers for a while. Yeah, and, and then, then McLevin says bring back Jammer. And he le- he I like left. Jamal Mayers. Is he, he is he with the Blues broadcast now? He might be, actually. I feel like that's where he landed. I know he was doing some NHL Network stuff. Yeah. Uh, Jamal or, Mayers was the best-dressed Blackhawks analyst of all time. That's yes. for sure. Yeah, uh, he had that title for sure. Yes. Uh, what were you going to say, Jay? I don't know. I'm not going to say it because I don't know if it's if I'm thinking of the right thing. So. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Windy City Hockey had a suggestion, too, right there under Kevin's comment, but I can't read it. You scroll down. There we go. Stu Grimson. Now that's when I would get that's behind. That's one. Yeah, yeah, we've I like Stu. We've mentioned him a lot. But he's uh, also a he, lawyer. He popped in from time to time on the Blackhawks yeah. broadcasts. Yeah. He did NHL Network work, and then yeah, he's also a lawyer. He's also a practicing <laughs> full time lawyer, so that probably pays better than uh, you would think. Maybe when he works yeah. at night, you know, yeah. the games are at night for the most part. You know, Stu does a great job. I remember like the first couple times he was on NHL Network, I was like. Oh my God, that's Stu Grimson. He's really good at yeah. this. Like, not a guy that like you thought had the personality for that when he was a player. Um, but yeah, they got options. If we're, all we know, it's going to be somebody we never even thought of. That you know, um, you know, who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Maybe it'll be Chris Kunitz. Maybe maybe Jeremy Carlton comes. Someone back in the chat said, "Bring back have Taves do it." I'm sure he would love that. I'm yeah, sure the no. first thing he wants to do when he retires is. Broadcast the team he just yeah. left. Uh, he does not sounds want exactly to be, like he wants. He's he wants always very to chatty too. Jonathan yeah. Taves does not loves, want to be part of the media. He loves a microphone in his face. Yeah, that's for no, sure. He uh, he, uh, I don't want to say despises the media because that's a harsh no word, no. But he's just not a fan of talking to media. Doesn't seem like it. Well, I think probably because the last two seasons yeah, but have even, not been the right. most I mean, fun. Yeah, it's much easier to talk to the media when, when, you're, you're, winning, when you're winning and you're having a good time. I yeah. just don't think he wants that. I've, Taves wants... He if, seems like Sharp. Yeah. Taves is going to be a guy that, that will want to get in the coaching, I think. Yep. Uh, he's got that coach's mentality. The the, the Sackick or Eiserman route feels like what Taves wants to do because he idolized those guys. Yeah. And he's got the similar kind of mind for the game yeah where he break you know breaks it down analytically that way and um seems like he would make eventually if he wanted to do it would make a pretty good front office person yep i think patrick kane will be a front office guy too because he's got that uh 
he's got that oh yeah savant brain. Yeah. gm type he's to, he's yep. he's got the the, the gm gene for yeah, sure yeah yeah uh, a couple of people say what about jeremy roenick that will not happen mm-hmm. not happen unfortunately. uh and beck says just get dylan Strom to retire and do media in chicago full-time see that's the way i'm for just it get dylan Strom. he's a former hawk he has to work for the team <laughs> he's an active you player. must pay everyone who ever wore your jersey yeah Fine. Somebody, when, else, somebody when, else said it. When, when Strom retires, yeah, we'll bring him. Somebody in. else said it. Christopher Stieg. I'd love Christopher Stieg. Yeah, he was uh, good. Dubiel said as long as he's not rapping. No, he has to rap. No, That's part of the deal. When he started that at the, the parade, I was like, "Don't, please, don't." Oh God, it's worse than I imagined. I loved, I loved Christopher Stieg so much. The rapping just was the cherry on the ridiculous Sunday. It's like I'm good at this, and I'm going to do it in front of all these people without shame. And I'm also 19 beers into my day. <laughs> <laughs> you were him, yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, it could be why you enjoyed it. Yeah. No, yeah. I think Steger would be a great, great uh, job. Do uh, he did a little bit of stuff with uh, Sportsnet, and there were a couple times they had him and Kevin Bietzka on the same. Uh, uh, yep panel yeah and they would be chirping each other through the whole time and bx is good too i hate to admit it but he, he is does a good job. Is really he good. is very good mm-hmm. yeah peen yeah yes. i mean peen of a player good broadcast yeah. i mean if he was a hawk we all would have loved him probably oh he'd be have half the <laughs> 300 level be full of yeah. jerseys yeah 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 I, th- I just yeah i think there's definitely some positions that could be open in the broadcast uh booth but we'll see what the we'll see what they do and I, I, a lot of people are putting in, you know, uh, people in the broadcast world that are like play-by-play or color analysts, like more or less would be looking for probably someone on a part-time studio gig. It's not like we're trying to, rep- you know, fill the shoes of, of Eddie Olchek again or anything like that. Yeah. Like it's, it's more of a lesser role where, you know, kind of feels like a former player would fit. Probably it's more of a development role. It's the first step to a bigger thing yeah. as opposed to yeah. yeah. Or like, hey, do us do us a solid show up twenty times twenty times in a season, you know, it wouldn't wouldn't be too big. So yeah, I don't think you need to shoot too high to find someone who would potentially be interested in doing that. Yeah. When you had uh, your nineteen beers, were any of them Goose Islands? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. There's a good chance of that because I have enough. I could have had 19. Yeah, there's plenty of variety in, in the Goose Island lineup, and they've been Chicago's beer since 1988, and they are the proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO. And any of those 19 beers you had could have been maybe a Goose IPA, the six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest, or maybe a Tropical Beer Hug, the dry-hopped Imperial IPA that is a 9.9 ABV, or could have been a Full Pocket Pills, the everyday beer, what the Goose Island beer brewers are drinking, or if you are celebrating the championship, the golden championship of hockey or basketball, shout out to the uh, Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Uh, you could grab a golden can of 312, the staple of the Goose Island beer roster. And if you're in Chicago, you can grab an ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beer at the Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park. Or you can head to their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town and always get a delicious Goose Island beer from, from there. Again, that is the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. Speaking of beer, I went to college at Lewis University. Hey, nice. I beer. did. Ah, I drank a lot of beer in college. Beer in college, yeah. Uh, and at Lewis University, many of our students, and I can say our. Yes. Because I'm an alum. Lewis alumni. Many of our students are adults just like you. Many have full-time jobs and or families. All of them chose Lewis's supportive educational community 
to help make their transition back to school as easy as possible and earn a respected degree. What well, was respected before I got one? But they're building back up. They're building back up. 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville, Lewis is ranked as one of U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges. They partner with numerous employers for tuition discounts and offer evening online and blended formats to help you balance work, family, and education. Faculty bring real-world experience and instruction to the classroom. I was adjunct at Lewis for a while, which is immediately relevant to your career. They offer career support and academic resources for all adult students whether you're looking to complete your bachelor's or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program lewis has the right program for you lewis offers several career focused programs that will set you up for success we're going to name just one here because there's a huge list the lewis program in criminal justice and public safety First responders receive 20% off tuition discount and tuition is deferred for six weeks after the end of each class. I know a lot of alums of the criminal justice uh, graduate program at Lewis and they are very successful, very happy people. Adult undergrads also aviation maintenance technology certificate. Aviation is huge at Lewis. There is a 747 on campus that I saw get delivered. That was cool. Nice. That was a cool day. Discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu slash you can do this. That's Y-O-U-C-A-N-D-O T-H-I-S. LewisU.edu slash you can do this. Come be a flyer like I am. Nice. And Patrick, and Patrick Sharp. Sharp. Not a Philadelphia Again. flyer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Lewis is great. Lewis University. There you go. I'm very glad I went there because it ended up with me here. There you go. Cut to I work at CHGO. <laughs> yeah. Just cut out the 25 years in between. Quick cut. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got, I'm going to say, one hockey game left. Game five tonight. Yeah. It feels that way. We don't know Kachuk's status yet. There is no way in hell if Matthew Kachuk is breathing, he is not playing in this game. Yeah, yeah, I don't. And Maurice, uh, Paul Maurice wouldn't. Of course, he's not going to say. Declines yeah, to reveal. But I agree. There's no way Matthew Kachuk is not playing. You, they will have to tie him up and yeah. lock him in a cooler. Yeah, to keep him from playing this game. But yeah, if, if he can if he can walk and breathe and see, I think he'll try and play in the game. Two of those three. Yeah, at least. But they were saying like before the last game and warmups, like he could barely get any mustard on his shots. Like his shoulders just. Uh, Elliot Freeman speculated and speculated that it's either separated or he's got a broken collarbone, which are two of the worst things to play with. Listen, if yeah. he has a uh, separated shoulder, I've never had that. I have. It sucks. Yeah. I can't imagine playing hockey with it. I can't imagine playing hockey. I, I broke my collarbone once before. Uh, I cannot imagine playing hockey, let alone skating on ice without any without any equipment on and without anyone trying to take my head off with a broken collarbone. Like, oof! If that if that's the case, one, that's insane, and two, that's when I feel like someone on the medical staff has to sit Matthew Kachuk down and say. Uh, you're not doing this. Yeah, like good that, luck with that. That is. I know. I know. I, I but agree. also that is that is absolutely insane. Like, at what point are you now no longer helpful to the team? Broken collarbone, separated well, even shoulder. Even when he was healthy in those first couple of games, how helpful to the team has he been this series? Yeah, he hasn't I mean, been great. Yeah, he had he had a couple goals, um, but he had he had the goal to force overtime in yeah. game three. Uh, 
but yeah, I mean, it's just Vegas has just seemed the superior team throughout the series, and Matthew Chuck at fifty percent, I don't think puts Florida over the top. No, they don't have the depth to to match up with Vegas when they're a hundred percent right now, and. It certainly feels like this season ends tonight. I don't want it to because I, no. I don't want. And, yeah, we've I want see, and we've seen. I mean, we all rode off to Panthers when they were down 3-1 to the Boston Bruins. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Vegas is a better team than the Bruins. Just deeper. And, and I just, they, play, they, they play a better team game than the Bruins. They're did. just so... Freaking disciplined. That's yeah. that's like, and key. I, and I don't mean not you know not taking dumb penalties or getting goaded into the stuff that the Flyers have goaded the other teams they've played into. Well, maybe not Carolina so much, but Toronto and Boston. Um, but just they play in an organized, and they're so well coached, and it's just they are just go- it is a business trip for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, this whole thing has been like great. Like Florida's getting all the accolades, beautiful. We love it. Yeah. Get all your accolades, write the, the storybook, you know, about the Florida Panthers, and then after five or six games, we're going to skate away with the cup. Thank yeah. you. Come again. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I mean, we, we, we saw in the Dallas series when Jamie Benn got suspended after game three, you're like, oh, that's it. They're done. And then the Stars won the two games without Jamie Benn. Um, but that kind of was the wake-up call to the Knights because they've been mm-hmm. virtually unbeatable since that. Um, I would, I would lean towards yeah. The series comes to an end, and I just, I don't know. Maybe tonight's the night. Borowski finally steals one in this series. He's done it he in could. every other series. Yeah. yeah, he's not been the same guy he was uh, in those other series. But a lot yeah. of that has to do with what, what Vegas is doing too. I mean, they've been they've been screening him so well. Like the team in front of him has not done a good job of keeping guys out of his, his, his eyesight. Yeah. And, and you can't save what you can't see. So the, how many goals has Vegas scored because somebody's ass is right in his face and he can't yeah. see the puck. Well, and part of it too is part of Florida's advantage early on is that they had been playing in the playoffs for the last quarter of the season, trying to get back in the playoff position. So they came in hot, they came in foot on the gas, ready to go. But now exhaustion has to be setting in for these guys. And, yeah, I know they had, like, a week off. Yeah. But still, like, I think just the wear and tear and it just – it is like it's a war of attrition. And as you said, the, the physical play, the after-the-whistle stuff worked to get other teams off their base. It's not working on Vegas, and it seems to be making them even more frustrated – and they it, just look at the penalty numbers in in this mm-hmm. series. Yeah. I know a lot of fans are gonna say, "Well, it's because the refs are out to get the Panthers." No, no they're they're making dumb penalties, and Vegas just does not commit penalties. Yeah. They, they didn't. They were the least penalized team in the regular season. Yeah. They're the least penalized team in the playoffs. This isn't anything new from them. This isn't anything new for, from from a Cassidy yeah. coach team. Right. It's not. It's not a referee bias thing. If you put, if you have a team of of you know eighteen Matthew Kachucks. And a team of eighteen Pavel Datsuks, one of those two teams is going to have a lot more penalty minutes than the other. Right. That's just how it is. It's a style of play, you know. And I'm not ripping Kachuk. Part of the reason that he's my favorite player in the league is because he plays over the edge sometimes and is physical and is feisty and gets mixed up and gets teams off their game. But the but the Knights are not. They're not going for it. Yeah. yeah. They're not taking his bait, and it's pissing him off, and it's pissing off the Panthers. And now that he is not being able to 
basically dragged the Panthers, him and Bobrovsky, over the finish line like they did for the other series, they're kind of out of answers. Because now I don't think Kachuk is even capable of doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I feel like just the the depth of Vegas and the amount of players that have that have, you know, stepped up in this series uh to help, you know, lead the way is just that's it's it's the reason that they're in this position cuz Florida like you said like it was basically Kachuk dragging them through with Bobrovsky playing above what we've seen him play in recent years and when you kind of come back down to earth for him and then you eliminate the the magic that Matthew Kachuk had what are the what are the Panthers you you don't have Alexander Barkov stepping up in the way that you'd right. expect him to um you know you you you're, you're you're just missing those those players that can you know Brand, Brandon Montour was having a, a huge postseason and then where has he been this yeah where has so he been you can this? say the same thing for Verhage outside of yeah. that huge goal but he's not been he, he hasn't be, shown up and it's yeah. just you know on the other side of Vegas you have Eichel you have Marsha show you have uh, Aiden Hill stepping up pretty in in just a position Mark that he Stone's probably never expected. Terrific. Mark Stone With has no been back. great. <laughs> yeah. No spine, and he's he's setting up guys left and right. It's a floating and, torso, and yeah. he's getting on, and he's and he's getting under the Panthers' skin. Mm-hmm. Barbashev has been great this series, and yep. but their defense has been there. They have got such a deep defensive core that I think has been overlooked yep. a lot. You know, uh, one of one of the best balanced and just just well. Uh, just just one of the best assembled defensive groups I think that we we've seen all postseason, yep. and it's a big reason why they're here. Somebody in the chat earlier, I can't remember who it was, uh, might have been Jack, says that uh, Vegas is over the salary cap. Well, so were the 2015 Blackhawks. Yeah, it's so, very yeah. common. So were the uh, the the Lightning. Like it, it's it's part. It's the way the system is set up, and the Blackhawks took advantage of it too. So you can't be mad at one team uh, when you celebrated a 2015 Stanley Cup championship when the Blackhawks they're, they're not over the salary cap. There is no salary cap in the playoffs. Right. So it is what it is. It's a flawed system, and if you can take advantage of it and win a championship for it, good for you. Tampa Bay Lightning. You mentioned Barkov. I want to talk about him a little bit. He had his first two points of the series in the last game. He had a goal and an assist, six shots on goal. Uh, really good game for him. Before that, he had not had a shot, uh, not had a point rather, the entire series and a total of six shots in the prior three games. You ask players who the most underrated player in hockey is, and they all say Sasha Barkov. Mm-hmm. And they're right. He's a very good player. At some point, though, I want to see him be like, do the Kachuk thing. Yeah. And just Put take over a game. Yeah. You know, and, and you see him defer a lot. You see him pass a lot. You see him with open opportunities that he doesn't take. He could be a Blackhawk. Um, man, I, I, someone needs to just shake him and be like, dude, shoot. Like, l- look how good you are. We all agree. Here's yeah. the poll from the last four athletic articles of yeah, underrated right. player. Everyone says it's you. Show it. Yeah. You know, take over. He, he's got everything he needs. He's huge. He's super yeah. skilled. He he has he has all of the tools and and I I I don't know if it's just having never been in this down this road before where you know you're 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 playing deep into the postseason you're playing the Stanley Cup final like just just not having that experience in that kind of pressure of a situation or playing Stanley Cup playoff games which is a different style of hockey just not being able to adapt to that maybe that could be 
a, a, a hindrance to him in his game and just kind of a, a learning experience that he that he needs. But he's played in the playoffs before. Like this isn't this isn't the first time he's been in the playoffs, but right. it's the first time he's been this deep. He's gone through these many playoff games. So I wonder if it's just a matter of you know yeah he's a big guy he's a workhorse he does everything for the Panthers and 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 has the skill set to be a player that takes over games. But I just wonder if maybe just physically this postseason run is is caught up to him. Like like you said earlier, like maybe it's just catching up to the Panthers now. How physical everything has been, um, and just not being able to 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 reach that extra level. So. If they want to extend the series, he and and Kachuk is fifty percent or not even playing. He's got to be the next guy that 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 has to step up and and try and lead. You got to see on your chest for a reason. Yeah, we'll get the postseason report on the injuries and things, oh, yeah, and I'm sure, sure he'll be on that list, and they all will be. Yeah, there will be twenty um, players on that yeah. list. Well, as good as Vegas has been, if they win tonight or they win the series, who do you guys like for uh, Con Smythe? Aiden Hill. There's a lot of options. Aiden Hill has been great. There's no doubt. 211 goals against, 934 save percentage, two shutouts. That's undeniably great. But he he only played half the postseason. Granted, the second half of the postseason. Yeah. Um, if I had to vote for a guy, now who I've got two. Who do I think is going to win it and who do I think should win? Yeah. Who do I think should win it? Is Jonathan Marshall's hope. Mm-hmm. Their leading He's scorer. been so clutch. Yep. Who do I think probably will get more votes just because of name recognition and the storyline? Jack Eichel. Yeah. Eichel's been really good. He too. has, and he it wouldn't be Yeah, it's not it's it not wouldn't be it, I wouldn't hate it. It w- he doesn't it's not that he doesn't deserve it. He deserves it less than Phil Kessel did in twenty seventeen. I'd die on that day. <laughs> Kessel got robbed. Yeah. Um so did Corey Crawford in twenty fifteen. But, uh, or 2013, whatever one it was, Crawford got robbed. Yep. But, no, Eichel deserve, would deserve it. I wouldn't be mad at that, but I think Marsha so has been the most valuable guy. Here are the uh, current Con Smythe odds uh, coming from our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, this is for Vegas Golden Knights only. Uh, Shea Theodore, plus 30,000. Uh, William Carlson, plus 20,000. 11 goals for Carlson. Yeah, he's, he's really had a good. resurgence. Yep. Uh, Chandler Stevenson, plus 15,000. Mark Stone, plus 2,000. Jack Eichel, plus 1,200. Aiden Hill, plus 900. Jonathan Marchessault, minus 400. Wow. So wow. DraftKings loves them some Jonathan Marchessault. Yeah, or the betters for love them too, yeah. Um, that Ike, what'd you say Eichel was? Twelve hundred. Eichel plus twelve hundred. That's a pretty good value. That's, that that might be worth throwing a couple of shekels at. Later Get a dollar tonight. on that. Yeah, See what I'm happens. Do that for sure. Because uh, yeah. if he has if he has like a two goal three point if he has, or something. If, if he has a big game tonight, I think it it kind of just seals the game. Story five line. goes in the overtime. Jack Jack Eichel scores the cup clinching goal. Oh, they're gonna give it to him. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and but you gotta remember who votes for the Conn Smythe. Who does vote for the Con Smythe? It's the media members. Ah. And who wouldn't want to write a story about Jack Eichel getting a Con Smythe before Connor McDavid's story? Oh, all, all, the, all of them. All, all of us. The, yep. All the all Canadian haters yes, would love would it. would love to write that story about Jack Eichel's redemption and how maybe in a redraft, Eichel goes before McDavid. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that would not happen. Absolutely not. You know somebody at a certain website is ready to write that article. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, does it, re- does, it, does it rhyme with Serrano Ton? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
It'll be, yeah, that I, would be quite the quite the storyline ending uh, for for this playoffs. And but I just yeah, I, I think if if Aiden Hill has a huge, it really probably comes down to who has a big game tonight if they win it, because as much as the the odds are a bit different, obviously favoring Marsha Show, it, it, you you're not going to have a wrong choice in either of those three if it is Vegas that wins. I think they're looking for every excuse to give a title. Yeah. You know, Marsha Show, he would get my vote if I had a vote. Well, I, and think about Marsha Show doing it, you know, having the playoff run that he's had and then having the final that he has against his former team. Team that traded him willingly to, to, protect. to protect. Who was it to protect? Was it? I can't remember it. Was now. it Ekblad or? I was they some, traded somebody so for, uh, so Vegas wouldn't pick him. They gave them both Marsha Show and Riley Smith, and Riley Smith to permit yeah. to uh, to uh, ensure that they didn't draft somebody else, somebody who's probably not even on the team anymore. I can't remember um, who it was. I I feel no because Ekblad probably wasn't exposed in the draft. I can't remember who it was, but it was it was somebody prominent on the Panthers at the time. And yeah, I think. Like you said, I don't think that they're actually still on the team. But yeah, I take I, it back. Marshall was the actual pick. Um, was it Riley Smith that they traded? They traded Riley Smith for a fourth round pick. So um, okay. they left Marshall Show exposed. So he was he was the actual okay. expansion draft pick from. Well, the, either way, I thought it, I'm. I must be. Th- I think I'm thinking of the Ducks. Uh, when they traded Shea Theodore so they wouldn't pick, was it Josh Manson or was it Clayton Stoner? I think it was Clayton Stoner. Oh, I think it was Clayton Stoner. Whoopsie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oops. So, yeah, there were a lot of those deals made for Vegas. That's how they got to be so good right out of the box. And the fact that they, the league changed the, uh, the rules of, of the expansion draft um, on that as well. So, um they do, I like they just change rules like, oh, that was stupid. Let's change it now. Well, Mid-flight. They, they, definitely, they definitely allowed Vegas and Seattle to have a more efficient uh, expansion draft. Yeah. And speaking of efficiency, Ooh, oh, the ComEd Energy Efficiency Beautiful. Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. Yes, Greg. ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Jay, I've been uh, missing for the last couple of days. Can you refresh my memory on how that works? Yes. Uh, an authorized engineer will work with you, Greg, to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business like you do, Greg, don't wait. Get start started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. Was that comed.com slash poweringbiz, B-I-Z? Yes, it was. Schedule it today. 
I will, as soon as this show is over. All right. Uh, Me too. And uh, in addition to saving money, if you want to save extra money and look cool at the same time, you need to check out our buddies, our pals, our good friends over at Shady Rays. They have the gear built to last, which helps you take on the sun. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium Polaroid shades at a very affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product just as good as any expensive pair we've ever worn. I think they're way too humble. They're better. They're the best sunglasses I've ever had. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for the outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed impact, uh, much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the United States through the Shady Rays Impact Program. They're doing everything from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your communities and others like it for now and years to come. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, but you will, just in case you don't, you can exchange for a brand new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's absolutely no risk when you shop. And exclusively for our lovely CHGO listeners, that's you. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs of their awesome sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people, including me. I'm one of those. Me too. And Mario, I believe. Me too. Yeah, we all got them. Um, Before we wrap up the show... I think we might have some new people checking us out today because, boy, we, we tweeted our post-show tweet about uh, changing Chelsea Dagger, which was a Mailbag Monday Ooh. question. The internet went on fire. Mm-hmm. My God. Just so everyone's clear, Mario and I were like, meh, do what you want. <laughs> we were simply <laughs> answering a fan question, but I did not know people were so passionate about Chelsea Dagger. One way or the other. On, on both sides of the argument, people that were just vehemently against how how dare we even consider changing the song and people question. that were like the song is trash change it <laughs> and nothing in between except yeah. us two <laughs> yeah but uh, i saw some people are like this is this organization's a joke for even asking the question we we didn't ask it we answered it yeah. it was mailbag monday yeah yeah <laughs> that's how it works that's true um, but, like yeah i mean there's you, you could change it and you could do it right if you change it and the song sucks you could change it back Right. You'd, you'd change it. You'd keep it. It'd just, you know, do whatever you want. It's okay. It's fine. It's a song. Like, whatever happens, okay. it's going to be okay. Yeah. Like, it, it, the, the sun will still rise in the next morning if it's there or if it's not. I'm, I'm with you guys. I don't care one way or the other. I think it's the perfect opportunity to do it. Yes. If you want to move on from the 2010s era, Patrick Kane's not here. Jonathan Tave's not here. Connor Bedard is coming. It's the dawn of a new era. Mm-hmm. Time to do it. If you're going to do it, now is Now is the time to do it. If you don't, sure. cool. If you do, cool. Find out what Conor Bedard's favorite song is and make that the goal <laughs> song. Well, let's make sure we... Let's not just ask him and then make it that, because it might be something bad. He <laughs> seems to have a good head on his shoulder. You're he, right about that. He's, he knows what, the, what the, you know... It's, it's probably a train song, if we're being honest, <laughs> right? <laughs> Whatever he's ever heard of train. 
I'm sure he hasn't. I don't hasn't. even think he's ever ridden on a train, let alone heard the band. Hopefully we get to ask him in a couple yes. weeks when yeah. we're down in Nashville. That'll be our first question in the uh, media scrum at draft day. Have you heard of the band Train? And what do you think of them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, By the that, way, that, before we wrap up, we'll tell question. you about our Nashville trip. If you're heading down there, you're going to want to hang out with us. Bernard. Hopsmith, we're going to be there Tuesday, June 27th. Hopsmith, Nashville, of course, uh, for a happy hour and meet up before the Hawks make history, selecting player pick number one. Each ticket includes all you can drink from 1 to 4 p.m. Uh oh. Hey. Food and our new draft pick t shirt when it becomes official. Diehards get 20% off. There's also regular non diehard tickets available as well. Allchgo.com is where you need to head for all that information. But again, that's Tuesday, June 27th at Hopsmith in Nashville. You will need a ticket to be part of the CHGO party. Wednesday, we're going to have a bit more of an informal meetup. Um, and we'll let you know as we sort of finalize those details too. But we're going to be down there. We're going to be there when history is made. Hopefully you'll be down there with us. And if you are, take some time. Come join us. Come meet us at our CHGO Die Hard event. Remember, you're paying uh, for a ticket to this thing. It's unlimited food and drinks from 1 to 4. That ticket's going to be much cheaper than it's going to be for you to pay for beers from 1 to 4 p.m. Yes. That's for damn sure. And so food. join us. We'd love to see you out there. It's going to be a great time. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun, jam packed, busy week. Um, it's gonna be a good time. Looking forward to it. Looking yep. forward to working in Nashville, being in Nashville, rubbing elbows with all the people in the NHL that have their elbows out, walk like this. We can rub into them. Yeah, uh, it'll be a lot of fun. I have the draft on my calendar, and I have not imagined anything life wise after that. <laughs> like it's been summer. I set my life in like a series of moments. Yeah. So it's like, okay, get through softball. Okay, softball's almost over. Now get to the draft, free agency. Beyond that, I've not thought about anything. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing the rest of yeah, the summer. Yeah, I've uh, my my summer has essentially like has two categories: before Nashville, after Nashville. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, BN and AN. Those yeah. are like so. There's like times where like you know we're sitting at the house and we're discussing things we want to do and it's like oh that's after nashville let's worry about that when i get yeah. home yeah yeah by the way the price of that ticket with the, with the non-chgo discount is 55 dollars. again that's the a chgo t-shirt all you can eat and drink mm-hmm. for four hours yep and hanging out in nashville i mean i'm sorry three hours but still yeah like that's an awesome time yeah come hang out with us in nashville time. at hopsmith allchgo.com to get your tickets. And you're going to be in the first group to ever have that uh, new design that will drop on Wednesday night. Yeah. So that'll be be a lot of fun. You'll be part of history too. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. When the news breaks, we'll cover it. (laughs) Something's going to happen between now and then. So we'll talk to you at 2 o'clock. Thanks to Greg Braggs for running the show today. We appreciate it. For Greg and Mario, I'm Jay. This has been the CHGO Blackhawks Podcast.